0: Howdy to all of you listeners out there. Today is July 5th, 2021, and this is the Friendship News Hour presented to you by new Media. And my name is Frank Wurta, and I'm with Alex Kenzie. Hello, Mr. Kenzie.
1: Hello, sir. How was your weekend? How was the holiday?
0: Oh, yeah. Happy 4th, man. Uh, it was great. It's fantastic, man. Uh, might be my favorite holiday of the year. Hmm. I love July 4th. I think it's like, uh, I mean, like I, I love like what it represents and all that, um, but also just the middle of summer holiday. You're always around friends and family, good food, having fun outside, probably next to some water. Um, yeah, man. I just love the holiday very much.
1: Yeah, it's a good one, man. We cooked out. We did like burgers, dogs, fruit salad, all that shit. Like, uh, oh, yeah. American style. Um, it was delicious.
0: Heck yeah, man. I think my favorite July fours were in Ohio.
1: Really? How come? Just yeah. partying or what?
0: Yeah. Well, there's that. But just, um, I'd like, I like the summers in Ohio mm. more than I like the summers in San Diego. Mm. I love, they're way longer. Hmm. Um, I think the sunset's like probably a solid hour, uh, longer in the Midwest than it does here Weird. down South. Huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the days are just crazy long. You're just out there having a blast. It's hot. It's a little humid, but you got the cicadas going and you just got, I don't know, man. It was just something about the Midwest summers. They were just, they were just really, really special. And then July 4th is always just like the, you know, cherry on top of the summer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We got to appreciate it, man. Cause then we have like seven months of cold. <laughs> right. So we got exactly. to, that's probably what it was.
0: It was probably waking up out of hibernation and just, Being happy to be outside all the time, you know? (laughs)
1: Right. Yeah, dude, I was outside all day. I went and got some vitamin D myself, went and played some golf. Oh, right on. uh, This morning as I was observing the holiday and laughing at people sending me work emails. It's like, talk to you tomorrow, loser. (laughs) I was sending
0: work emails before we press record today. Were you? Oh, man. You're a better employee than me. (laughs) Has to get done, man. Yeah, it does. It's (laughs) nice. Hey, this is my favorite time to work when I don't have to. Yeah, nope. Yeah, it's way off. more relaxing. I'm not stressed about it. My favorite time to work. This is like not the greatest But my favorite time to work ever was when I was doing my uh, when I was going to get my MBA and I was taking classes at night mm-hmm. And I would have a three-hour stretch where all I was it was just me sitting down in front of my laptop And I would just get in a groove not pay yeah. attention to anything that the professor was saying and I would
1: just like <laughs> get all of this work done And it was beautiful <laughs> Was that all at home, your MBA, or was that all in person? Oh no, it was in person. It was. Okay, so that was before COVID and everything. Okay. Yeah, long before COVID. Yeah. Okay. Yep.
0: Um, yeah, and you know, quick mention to uh, liberty and freedom because uh, those are the principles, and they work, and they got us here. So it's it's cool to recognize also that um, you know, regardless of, of our of our current climate and how you might feel about this country uh it sure as hell is a, a heck of a lot more free than than a whole lot of other places out there so also
1: nice to appreciate that for sure it's a good holiday man a lot of fireworks yeah, you out your way people like people shooting them off in san diego yeah for sure well they're super illegal out here they're not, not
0: legal at all but mm. to you honest, just Right down the road so you can go there and you can probably pick a whole lot up there um nevada's a four and a half hour drive away so you can go to nevada and cross the border and get some there i was actually in nevada this weekend on a really short trip to go uh, help with some family affairs out there and i wanted to pick up some damn fireworks but i left vegas so early that none of none of the stores
1: were open so i was gonna i was gonna uh, do yeah. some illegal
0: shit but yeah dude they're everywhere popping them off everywhere
1: that's how yeah the they're illegal here in illinois but people just drive up to wisconsin or are they really to indiana yeah yeah oh yeah but i mean people don't give a fuck man they, they were going crazy out by zach's house especially by me kind of but i'm more like burby he's more like country and they were going they were doing like full out <laughs> displays just in people's backyards full mortars and shit big yeah, dude. yeah dude this yeah. dude he sent me just a clip on his phone it was probably going on longer than that but like a f- four or five minute clip of just straight fireworks and i think it was going on before that so it's like <laughs> these people are like buy, spending hundreds probably on this shit and just going i mean it's the country oh, you can do dude, whatever you want easy
0: bro you yeah. can spend eight hundred dollars on fireworks and not
1: even blink an eye Really? So I've never bought them like that. Like, a yeah, lot it's of them. so easy to spend a ton of money on fireworks.
0: Oh, speaking of fireworks, did you hear, have you ever de- and done like reckless shit with fireworks before?
1: Not really. Other than like, uh, like those little fucking things that like shoot out like a little crazy. And like, you kind of, I forget what they're called, but like you run Roman candles, Roman candle. Yep. And your buddy will shoot them at you. That's, yeah. that's about it. I, I, I'm more of a watcher than a, a sh- fire of them. Um, I've
0: got, I've had two experiences. It was funny. So yesterday, the barbecue that we, that we were at was at my, the house my uncle lives in, which is owned by my grandma and it's the house I grew up in. It was my Mm -hmm. childhood home and then we moved out of it, but it was, it's always been in the family. So, um, we were talking about fireworks yesterday and I was in front of my mom in the, in the backyard I used to grow up in. And I was like, oh, you know, you guys want to hear a funny story about uh, fireworks. My mom's never heard this. But when I was a kid and we went to Mexico for July 4th and came back and I like snuck fireworks into my bag and brought them across the border. Mm. There was a Roman candle in there, a couple Roman candles in there and uh, like a little firecracker It's probably like that big, a little wick on the end of it. I didn't know what it did. So one day I was home alone. And it was like middle of the day, and I decided I wanted to fi- find out what this firework did. And so I brought it outside and I brought a mason jar with me. And I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. I brought this mason jar, I lit the firecracker, and I, I like hesitated, and the wick went super fast. And as I went to go throw it in the mason jar, it exploded in midair. Oh, And shit. all of my hearing went away. <laughs> like all of my hearing. I couldn't hear anything. My ears were ringing, I was deaf and I was freaking the fuck out, dude. Damn. I thought I ruined my life. And um, for how turns long out were... it was, it, it lasted for like five minutes. Oh, damn. Yeah, well, I, I, but I, I didn't know anything about it. So at the time I thought I was deaf for sure. Mm. Um, so that's one. And then two, when I was living in Ohio, I was living right by uh, in Toledo, right by the Toledo hospital. Uh, right by Ottawa Park, like right across the street from Ottawa Park. Mm. And we got these fireworks. We went in my truck and we drove down to the park to go light them off. And right before we were there, Dalton, who was in my my truck bed, hopped out and he had a Roman candle that was like six feet tall. I shit you not, dude. There's a video of this somewhere. Somebody has this. And if they're listening, (laughs) they need to send it. And Dalton holds it like a fucking cannon lights the end of it and is walking with this giant rocket flaring device and shooting it at us. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure he like burnt his hands. It was super dangerous dude, like completely reckless. The only reason I bring these stories up is because um, it's like real danger that I feel like we don't talk about enough because the uh, goalie for the Columbus Blue Jackets just died yesterday did you oh, hear about this? No. Yeah, dude. The what? story was that there were fireworks going off, and they were in a hot tub, and something went wrong, so he tried to get out of the hot tub, slipped, and hit his head. That was the story that was told at first. Come to find out, I don't know how it happened, but this goalie for the Blue Jackets got hit right in the chest with a, a mortar. Whoa. And I'm reading it now. whatever happened there afterwards... Like the impact of that caused him to die. Whoa, dude 24 that's, years 24 old years professional old. goalie for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Wow I don't know shit, you know, I and that that's gotta be How many people you think die every year from fireworks on July 4th? Man, I I, can't I would have imagine. to put it in the the tens if not hundreds of people
1: Wasn't it? It was Jason Pia Paul Jason Pierre-Paul that like blew off some fingers on with fireworks, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Like three of them. I heard I saw a meme yesterday that said, "You know you've made the right fireworks purchase when the when the guy at the fireworks store gives you a high four.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Hilarious. Did you look it up though? Uh, per year, it says there's only eight. Firework related deaths uh, And really? that was in 2017 though but it said there's 12,900 firework related Injuries that are reported okay. In that same year that makes
0: sense Okay that makes sense 12,000 Yeah almost 13,000
1: 12,900
0: Damn yeah so how many Fingers is that how many oh. How many Eardrums is that how many Burns And Can what happened
1: was it in LA wasn't there like A big fireworks bus by the police Down there this past yeah, weekend? that was
0: another. That was another stupid story. A beautiful, beautiful story of incompetence. Um, <laughs> so, to my understanding, there was a raid that happened at a house with a bunch. It had a bunch of fireworks, and the bomb squad was there, and they put it in a little thing that you're supposed to detonate bombs in. Yeah, and they detonated it, and it exploded the truck, and it like blew up an entire like city block. I don't know that anybody died. I could be wrong about that. We should probably check what the hell I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, it Damn. was wild. And
1: and it was 100% the fault of the bomb squad. I wonder how that happens. Like, if that thing can withstand a bomb, I don't see how a firework would be, like, worse than that. You know, like, how would that blow up more ferociously than, like, C4 or something that that's probably ready to...
0: Yeah, that, I was thinking the same thing. Um, but the guy, I guess the guy's facing some federal charges, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Seventeen people were hurt.
1: No one else. Just and it said three of them had severe injuries. The rest were minor. Yeah. No. No casualties. That's uh, good. Five thousand pounds of fireworks were found.
0: And he was. They said he was storing thirty-two thousand pounds of fireworks in his
1: backyard. Why do you need that many fireworks? Holy shit! For real. Well, you. He must just be selling them on the low to people. Bottom in Nevada.
0: Yep. There you go. Client. No, it's a firework. Okay, but tell me how that explosion happened. Okay. During the destruction of the device, the entire TCV exploded, causing a massive blast radius, damaging homes in the neighborhood, and injuring a total of 17 law enforcement personnel and civilians. Why are you (laughs) you doing it there? It's not a live bomb. Take that shit out to the desert.
1: Yeah, right. They're going to push federal charges against this guy, though, that had all these fireworks. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's one, th- it's
0: one thing to have, like, a couple Roman candles and bottle rockets in your pocket. It's another thing to have <laughs> 32,000 pounds of fireworks in your backyard. Fucking yeah. net job.
1: That's crazy. Wow. Anyway, well, stay safe uh, yeah. out there. Yeah, I guess so. Go, America. A uh, little update down in Miami uh, just over the weekend. Some more things developed. Um, on Saturday, uh, officials paused the search again Due to shifting rubble that was going on and like the possibility of the remaining tower collapsing on top of like all the rescue crews um, also they were worried on top of the shifting rubble that like winds and rain would come with this tropical storm Elsa that would topple like the whole western wing to fall on uh, the eastern portion of the building which is like the portion that already collapsed so they didn't want all these people right. climbing through the rubble and have even more casualties so they paused it again and the decision was made to uh, bring in demolition experts and plant explosives all into like whatever pillars were left and, and basically like the foundation of, of what was standing and like execute like a controlled demolition to hopefully, you know, get rid of the concerns of like the other part of the building falling on them and let them investigate into areas that they hadn't seen before. So, you know, it, it could have been really in one hand. You know one side of the card it's it's lets them investigate different areas that they haven't seen before this is now day 12 of the search so it's like it's there's still a a lot of people missing so it's it's getting grim they needed to do something to try to look at different parts of the building that had been you know looked at yet on the other side of that card though it this demolition could crush anyone that's left so it's really kind of a hot topic with them but they made the decision that this is the best way to do it and to cert like safely be able to search going forward so sunday night at like 10 30 they uh, conducted a successful control demolition and um, by I think I saw that by 1 a.m. they were back to going through the rubble. So these these firefighters mm-hmm. that are on Miami Dade firefighters are some badasses. They've been working 24-hour shifts, uh, like 12 and 12, basically, but searching 24 hours for 12 days now. Um, so you know you got to give them credit. That that that's awesome. Just that commitment, let alone risking your life on shifting rubble and all all kinds of of other dangers. There's a lot of fires that they were having to fight, too, I heard. So they're back to the search. Um, As of this afternoon, three more bodies were discovered um, after the implosion, and uh, that raised the death toll to 27, and 118 people are still missing. But now that this demolition has occurred, they can search the part of the rubble where most of the master bedrooms were and mm. since this happened in the middle of the night on that thursday they're thinking that's where most of the bodies or hopefully survivors would be um so we shall see um governor ron desantis was on site this today too and and, and had made some comments and you know just basically sent his well wishes and, and supporting the firefighters and all their efforts so that is the update
0: yeah i i mean it's gotta it's gotta be a tough decision for whoever's responsible for making it but at the end of the day it's probably the right decision i mean at, at this point it's just a it's just a uh um it's just a recovery effort it's just making sure that you can get as many remains as possible i, I don't i don't think uh anyone really believes that anybody's still alive stuck under that rubble and and if they are um you know, and they believe this is the best way to go about it, then, um, you got to do it. So it's probably more difficult than, than anything for any of the family members who still don't have anybody accounted for, um, who lived in that building. You know, it's more, it's, I think it, it's like an indirect, uh, giving up of, of hope almost kind of like switching gears on the, on the search and just kind of acknowledging what it is, it's, it's a tough truth, man. It's, it's, it brutally, brutally, uh, uh, unfair, you know, to have to be charged with that decision. But here we are, you know?
1: Yeah. Right. I think it was the best call that they could make. And I guess a lot of them maybe not would have to worry about being crushed or anything um, because it was the other side of the building where they would be in the rubble of what had been collapsed, but you know, there could be tons of dust and smoke. And if people were alive, they could have suffocated or who who knows, but it's like, if this allows them to now search, You know master bedrooms where people could be and and perhaps you know hey fell with a bunch of a bunch of food that they had in their bedroom right maybe maybe they're fine a couple people it's gotta hope you gotta hope and and pray or or whatever your thing is but um yeah i think it was the best move for them yeah and i certainly you know I,
0: i i have uh no doubt in my mind that there could be some miraculous story come out of this we've heard it before in in situations similar Um, yeah. And like you said, you know, maybe somebody's, you know, it's almost set up like a, like a movie plot where like this happens and you're just set up in a room and you gotta, you know, you happen to have like a case of water or something, you Mm -hmm. know, and you're just there surviving on water and eating dust or whatever. Um, or like when, when miners are trapped, you know, we hear about that story all the time and, and those guys are down there for a long time. So, um, Certainly, certainly some room for, for a hopeful, hopeful story to come out of this.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Definitely. Uh, switching gears a little bit. Did you hear about this whole hoopla that happened in Los Angeles this weekend?
1: Mm-mm.
0: Hoopla. Maybe it was maybe it was like late last week. I, I had heard about this because I had seen uh, I follow some accounts on Twitter that anytime that there's like protests or riots or just general unlawfulness happening in, in the streets in, in mass form. They put it up and I saw a bunch of people uh who looked to be like Antifa protesters because they were flying antifa flags everywhere. But Mm. it looked like and they were protesting in LA and and and, um they were they were beating up uh they were beating up like a Bible thumper. You know, like a guy on the corner talking about Jesus or whatever. They were beating him up. Now that's weird. You know, like I, I get it, you don't like you know like religion or you believe god or whatever but they were beating this guy up and just get the fuck out of this neighborhood get the fuck out of here you're not welcome but the the caption of it said that they were protesting an event that happened at a local spa and so I looked into this and it turns out this lady goes into this spa and she is complaining to the front desk people Because a trans woman walked in there, dick swinging and all, just undressed, and was in the woman's locker room. Um, And I don't know the specifics, but from the video that I saw, and we'll play it here in a little bit, it sounds like it's just a former man who's identifying as a woman, but maybe hasn't gone through any transition to where to the untrained, or just to, if you don't know the person, yet you would identify that person as a man right there. Mm. So I'm gonna play this video one second. That'd
1: be pretty concerning for in, in, in a
0: locker room and you're just like, whoa. <laughs> Especially, it sounds like there was younger younger girls in there too, hold on a
1: second. Oh. Uh. Around the other women, young little girls
2: under age, your spa, we spa, don't that. is that what you're saying? like I asked, it's so, he, so he can stay there. He can stay there with sexual orientation. I see a dick, it lets me know he's a man. He, he is a man, he is a man. He is not no female. He is not a female. He is not a female. Hold
1: on. I feel so he bad for that person.
2: Okay, girls down there, other women, who are highly offended for what they just saw. And you did nothing, absolutely nothing. In fact, you sided with him. So we spa is an agreement with men that just say they are a woman and they can go down there with their penis and get into the women's section. Is that what you're saying? What, what, really? What law, what law? So women can go into the mans with their breasts. Okay. Then this should We're not gonna come back. Yeah, you shouldn't. Y'all yeah, wouldn't come back either. Yeah, get your money back. everything. You got a man with his penis talking out. He's a woman. He ain't no woman. Uh-uh. Yeah, give her, her money back. There's no such thing as transgender. He has a dick.
0: Oh, okay? shit. He
2: has a penis. His penis is hanging out. Okay, no, I'm not one. Actually, I'm a woman who knows how to stand up and speak up for my right. As a woman, I have a right to feel comfortable without a man exposing himself, okay? Yeah. So you go somewhere else.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. I, I think that's about the gist of it there. Um, damn. She was not pleased. She was not pleased at all. She let him have it. Um, yeah, dude, I agree with you. I, I feel bad for that. Front counter, dude. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, because if, if you're that guy, y- you kind of have to be neutral there because then you're going to interject yourself in the middle of it. And then, yeah, he wanted nothing to do
1: with that. See, um, I just don't want to get fired, lady. Here's your money. Please leave. Yeah, but, right. Dude, I feel her, though, because it's like, dude, that's not, especially if there's kids and shit in there, like, you want to be inclusive. You want to you want to make everyone feel like they want to be whatever they want to be. But, like, in that situation, like, you should have your own bathroom then or something like you can't just be fooling your dick out in locker rooms or in girls bathrooms. Like she said, like a girl's not going to walk into a dude's locker room with her tits out. Like that's you, you can't do that.
0: Yeah, man, it's so complicated because you, you want to be accepting of anybody and everybody. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, but, and, and this is kind of where I, I start to, to lose favor is, because you're going somewhere or because you're becoming somebody else that you want to become in, in your personal journey I I don't understand how that correlates to the larger society having to conform to your specifications because of the way that you feel and you that conversation then goes into blurring the lines between biology and gender. And I think that you have to really be very rigid when you're talking about biology and you could have an open discussion or be a little bit more like flexible when it comes to people's genders. But at the end of the day, sexuality, especially with young people has to be something that isn't like biological sexuality you know, it it can't, it it can't just be this thing where we're like, all right, we're going to forget everything that we learned about the objective truths about what biological happenings are. Right. We, Mm -hmm. we would have never gotten to where we're at if it weren't for the biological differences between men and women. Right. Like that's just, it's just fundamentally like how we recreate ourselves. So, I mean, when you start to blur those lines, then you can get into situations like this where somebody can walk into the spa, just let their dick out and then be upset if there is a reaction or like, you know, like claim some sort of victimhood if people aren't fully accepting of that happening. Like, I don't think we have to really conform to to just making it okay for transgender people to do this kind of thing. I mean, it's like you, it, it's, it's a two way street, right? Like you have to be cognizant of your situation
1: for other people too. Right. What I'm wondering though, cause it's like, what is the spot? What are spas going to do? Like we need to see your genitalia before you uh, can be assigned to locker room. Like, like, Like a trans So if this was like a transgender Or someone who was a man That's a woman now A transgender woman Like Would it be okay If she had had surgery And now has like a a vagina You know Or whatever that You know Is that okay You know what I mean Like at what point Like it's like Well do we need to invest As a business All these small businesses All these spas Whatever Have a separate locker room Or like a Universal changing room For people like that Like then they have to Spend the money And build out And do all that stuff you know, but like at the same time it's like what well, are they gonna like ask to see genitalia before you can go to a locker room or like make transgender only spas? Like that seems insane. So I, I don't I don't know what the answer is, man, but I I guess a universal bathroom, like a universal changing room of, of some kind, like a one or two person thing.
0: It would be nice to find a good compromiser, right? I mean I think I think in a perfect world, the solution here is, is like a community, right? Like, like it's a, it's a two way street. It's a, it, we're, we're working together on this. Like, I'm not going to go full stop. Just go into a woman's locker room, especially, and I don't know these details, but it kind of sounds like it's just a person that looks like you or I, a very identifiable male. If we didn't know this person, Without any sort of like, um, indication that there's a trans, uh, uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, transition going on, right? Just walks into a locker room, a girl's locker room and just undresses full dick out and everything that person has to know that that's maybe not okay. Like maybe we work together on that. Like, Hey, I'm transgender. Also. I don't want to walk in there and just shock a bunch of women because I do
1: have a penis, and I understand that that's shocking to a bunch of women who are in a woman's locker room. Right, and it's like you can't just like have eyeliner on and and some you know eyeshadow and be like, "Well, I'm transitioning." Like, yeah, or something. You know, doesn't make people feel right.
0: And here's the other thing, right? Because it's like then you're expecting all those women to be okay with this dude that they don't know in there, gawking at them if they're walking around naked. Do you know what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm. it's like I'm not saying his his motivations are incendiary or he wants to go in there and be a creep, but you're forcing the decision on the women to be okay with that. And I'm not okay with that. You know, it's like, I, I'm sympathetic to your position, but also you have to be, you have to be cognizant of where you're at and not just ram this kind of thing through and then demand inclusion. You know, it's like, that's where you yeah. lose a lot of people because you can't operate like that. You have to understand your position is. I'm trying to. How do I word this without being like really rude? But it's not normal in the sense of like what we know to be normal interactions between men and women as it's gone through Western society for the entirety of it up until the last like 15 years. Like if we're gonna go through this change as a society. I don't believe that the solution is just to like demand inclusion wherever and whenever it presents itself. You kind of have to weigh both sides and and look at the situation objectively, you know, like that woman who went out there and made a stink. Like, look, I I would probably feel the same way. I might have gone about it a little bit differently as to not make a scene about this person who's in there. And, you know, if they really are transitioning and and going, having having a hard go of it, because I'm sure that's not an easy thing you know, it's not making it any better for that person. But at the same time, they have to know that their actions ca- caused a giant reaction in
1: the women that were viewing him. And that's okay too. I don't think you should be ashamed of that reaction. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard, man. Maybe it, or it's like, you gotta say something like, Hey, everybody, like, I don't want to make anyone feel weird, but like, this is how I identify. And this, you know, I don't like that'd be weird to announce to a locker room too, as I'm saying it. I I don't know like what they're supposed to do in that situation, man. I really don't. Yeah.
0: yeah. Because then it, that's, I think that's where the conversation goes from like, you're, you're in this position. Do I, do I bring myself to the level of the people that are not me or not transgender that don't share my, my situation? Do I bring myself down to their level to try and reason with them Or do I have to do that? Am I the person that, that do I need to as a person be accepted by these people or can I just live my life and be accepted? It's like, well shit, we don't know because we don't know. We've never been through anything like this. You know, it's a very new thing. It's a very, very new phenomenon. And I, and I think it at the end of the day, Where I really have a problem where I think the rubber meets the road in this whole thing is that when you juxtapose inclusion with foregoing what is objective truth for inclusion to make it inclusive of other people. And then it's like, well, shit, I'm not willing to give up what I know to be objectively true in order to make sure that a particular situation is comfortable for you. Maybe just maybe it means that that position being transgender, because listen, the population of of people who are transgender is increasing, but it's still a fractional portion of our population. And so it's like, well, shit. Do we tilt everything to make it so that this small group feels included, and then everybody else, just because throughout history have been the it's been the commonplace, like we ha- we we're beholden to forget who they are and what their situation is and what they believe and what they see to be true and Mm -hmm. what they want their young people to see and not see. I mean,
1: have you, have you heard about what's going on with the Olympics? They're going to have their first. Yeah, dude. That's that's like another thing. It's just like, come on, that's not even fair.
0: It's not, man. It's not. You have the fastest woman in the world or in America get caught. With, oh, we're talking about Shakari Richardson. Yeah. yeah, She has weed in her system, right? Talk about objective truths. We know that weed is not enhancing anything when it comes to athletics. Everybody who's ever done anything with weed can attest to that. Yet it's illegal. And she's not going to be able to race the 100. And that is a complete miscarriage of justice. But we have a transgender weightlifter. Who's going to go to the Olympics and compete in the, in the competitions that she wants to. And there is a woman out there with everything that biologically makes up a woman who's not going to be able to do that. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. And it's not even like in golf. It's like, oh, maybe. I don't know. This is weight. Like, this is straight up lifting weights. Like a man has a clear Come advantage. On. A biological man has a clear advantage over a woman. Like Come always, on. Always. It's crazy, and now it's in the Olympics, so it's... Yeah, I totally agree. And she can't run because she's smoking weed. And what is the name of that uh, South African uh,
0: track track star? Mm, um, I don't know. You know who I'm talking about. She... There was a lot of controversy with her. Um, Castor, Castor Sim Sim Semenya? Sim, Caster Semenya. There was a lot of controversy about her in Brazil because she just, as a... Regular human, as she was born, generates more testosterone than does her competitors. <laughs> Get this. She's not able to compete in the Olympics because of it. Really? Yes, dude. What? Yes. Doesn't make
1: any sense, man.
0: No, it doesn't make any sense, man. None of this makes any sense.
1: Yeah, I'm reading this article and it says, uh, so the the this transgender woman she 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 lives from New Zealand, and a bunch of people are chiming in, but like Samoa's weightlifting uh, like coach was basically like it would be like letting athletes dope, and go to like take steroids and go and lift is is the comparison between this transgender woman lifting against all the regular women and it's like what if you're like that last girl who's like from New Zealand you've you've been into weightlifting you want to lift for your country and you can't go to the Olympics because a transgender like what was a biological man took your spot because they said they're a woman they feel like they're a woman that would be like fuck that (laughs) dude
0: fuck that. <laughs> it's not the same. And it's so stupid because they use these arbitrary, uh, hormone regulations. So the reason that this, this woman, Castor Semenya Cemen- from South Africa, can't uh, participate in the Olympics is because she is not willing to reduce her hormones artificially damn good for her yeah right like i wouldn't want to either fuck you this is who i am let me compete as i am right that's what you want us to be as natural as possible because i generate more than my competitors even if it's in a large amount like that is who i am i am a freak athlete and freak athletes get to go and do what freak athletes do. And in this case, go run the 5,000 meter race in fucking Tokyo in the Olympics because you have the ability to. But when you're talking about this weightlifter, that weightlifter does have to uh, adhere to these regulations, these hormone regulations. So she is under the the testosterone threshold as she is now, but they weren't testing her when she was brought up a dude with all of the biological characteristics of a dude, broad shoulders, broad chest, the frame is different. Everything is different. And that is where I'm saying when you're, when you're starting to blur the lines of objective truths is where you lose me. And you get things like this that just must infuriate anybody
1: who has any common sense. Yeah. I think you got to keep it out of sports, man. I don't want to be like divisive and, 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 rude, you know, to any, to anyone, and, and not inclusive, but it's like, come on, it, it, when you get to sports, it's just there's competitive advantages and it's not even what it is anymore. Like, it's not women's basketball if biological men are playing it. Like, right. It's not right,
0: man. It, it's not it's not a bad thing to have rigid rules and it's not a bad thing for inclusion to not mean inclusion in everything everything right if that is your choice as a human being great but it comes with consequences and we have to acknowledge that the consequences are real you've chosen something and you can't you can't bend society to look at your worldview. that's not how it works we have to continue to operate with clear lenses on and move forward loving everybody and recognizing what is real. And that I mean that to me is is kind of where we lose things here, man. Like sh- like Shakira Richardson, it's like, dude, come on. Like weed really, that's what we're talking about. It's 2021 and you're going to you're going to stick to this?
1: If anything, it's a deterrent. You know what I mean? It's dude. not like it's a like a in performance enhancing. It's like a performance hurting drug that she like smoked cuz her mom passed. It's like, come on, fuck off. Right.
0: And you could say like, okay, the rules are rules, right? fine get a granted the rules are rules but with everything that we know of all the information that is out today for you to stick to your guns on this and and make it a point to disqualify this person because of this arbitrary stupid rule then that certainly says more about you as an organization than it does anything that this person has ingested like
1: I don't know, man. It's just, it's all wacky. It's all wacky. I wonder, like, is that decision final for our runner? I don't know.
0: I I think there's some sort of appeal process. And I don't know, maybe somebody could step in to try and sway. But the, the IOC is as corrupt of an organization as anything. That's another one write it down on the list the IOC that's a perfect the perfect one hour segment show that we should do these Mm. fucking crooks so I mean short of Joe Biden coming out there and be like let her run I don't don't know that anything's going to change their
1: mind yeah I got you yeah I saw there's even some other thing with the IOC this past week where they outlawed like a specific swim cap that it's like designed for like African American hairstyles. So, like people with mm-hmm. dreads, long hair, thick hair, where like the normal swim cap doesn't fit their hair and they don't want to shave their heads. Um, so, they have like these specifically designed, like longer, kind of looks like what you'd think of like an alien, like if, if you're thinking about like an alien elongated skull, looks like, like from oh, yeah, picture, yeah, yeah. It, the picture, the cap kind of looks like that. So, they can put their hair back in an aerodynamic fashion. Mm-hmm. And IOC said, no, you can't do that interesting yeah and they're 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 reviewing like they announced it and within an hour released the press state like press release saying that they're releasing it but like the federation oh, really and, yeah they got slot like just being called racist and of course all, you know all kinds of things
0: um, i'm curious i'm just trying to think of like a, a rational reasonable reason to not do that and i'm curious if that much more surface area that is slicker than say like the the human skin, but they're wearing suits. Does that make sense anyways?
1: It's more surface area with mass, you know, that you have to swim against water with. So, like, if anything, keeping your longer hair is performance decreasing instead of enhancing. So, like, having a swim cap that covers it, I, I don't think you have any advantage, like like it's like a fin or something for a shark because yeah, you still I guess have mass right. behind I it. I guess
0: you're right. And plus it's heavier. Yeah. I'm just trying to think if it provides any sort of advantage like even incrementally that could that you could look at it and be like oh like because like i'm thinking like even though it is longer surface it's still slicker than whatever would be there right like so maybe it does provide a slight advantage and a
1: boost Uh, i don't know but would like a well-endowed man have to like wear extra tight pants because his bulge is too big (laughs) Uh, um, as a guy speaking from experience, yeah. I can, you, I'm kidding. I'm just saying, I know a guy, <laughs> uh, that's a good question.
0: I don't know. And it, it, on the surface, it seems like just kind of like a, like a big middle finger.
1: Yeah. So they're, they're constantly reviewing it. So it'll probably get overturned, but the company that like made the swim caps were very perturbed. They were taking the social media and destroying them. Oh, wow. So we'll see uh, no I haven't seen what happened with that yet but
0: crazy man um I don't know we'll see I I, I hope she gets some sort of exemption though because that's bullshit it's bullshit let her run
1: yeah let her run mm-hmm for sure um this seems like as good a time as any to talk about our friends our sponsors over at Gun barrel coffee drinking a good smooth cup of coffee is a treat all by itself but when it helps our American heroes like veterans and the first responders that are down in Miami helping people and the first responders all around the country every day. It makes the coffee taste that much better. Gun Barrel Coffee is proud to donate $1 from every single item purchased in their store, in their shop, and on their website to veterans and first responder charities across our great country. From their medium blend, the Moab to their Double Dark, the Battleship Roast, and even their CBD-infused blend, the Medic. All their coffee is smooth, without that acid or bitterness you find in many, many coffees all the time. And now they even have their own hot sauce, which is delicioso. put it on my burger yesterday, and it was good. They offer 14 different blends and roasts in which you can get whole bean ground or single-serve pods. And right now, as a friend of our ship, you can use the code, the promo code, FNH10, to save 10% at checkout when you buy their products at gunbarrelcoffee.com. Gun barrel coffee, damn good coffee, damn good cause. Here, here. Have you uh, heard about this COVID case that uh, finally ended over in the UK? Uh, like COVID's over in the UK? <laughs> no. So it, a man in Bristol in the United Kingdom, which I'm I'm still gray on. I'll never know what the hell the United Kingdom is. But he tested positive for coronavirus 305 straight days. Oh, wow. Received treatments, all kinds of stuff this is
0: one of those long COVID deals.
1: Yes. His name is Dave Smith, and just this past week, he was given the news that he is COVID negative for the first time in what he believes is over a year, because he said he was displaying symptoms about six weeks before he went and got diagnosed. Um, he is a reti- Good on you, Mr. Smith. Yeah. A retired driving instructor had COVID-19 for more than 10 months and said he was ready to die and give up on life many times. Uh, at one point during this whole thing, he was bedridden for about three months. He Mm. told the BBC he coughed for five hours straight nonstop a few days. Um, Just saying that like after doing something like that, his body was drained. He couldn't talk, had no energy. He he said whenever he went bad, like really bad, his wife would start to arrange his funeral. Five different times that happened Mm. over the course of like 10 months. uh, He called in all his family to make peace with them a couple different times that, you know, saying goodbye. So he he was he was definitely feeling it, man. He, like it wasn't just like, oh yeah, I have COVID. It's weird. He has conditions that led him to have like a compromised immune system, which put him more at risk. One was weight. He, during this whole thing, his weight fell from eighteen point five stone to ten stone. It's a lot of stones. It's <laughs> a lot of stones. In American that's two hundred and fifty-seven pounds down to one hundred and forty-one during this whole thing. Um, he also had a compounding situation called. Uh, hypersensitivity pneumonitis probably not saying that Mm -hmm. right but that's what he has Uh, and it's basically like a lung disease that causes inflammation of the lung tissue and chronic lymphonic leukemia I know I'm not saying that right so correct me on how to say it with whoever listens to this but lymphonic leukemia? Lymphonic leukemia yeah on the lymph nodes sounds about right yeah uh, which yeah, it's a cancer that affects the white blood cells and tends to progress slowly over many years. So yeah, he was admitted in 2020 with a cough and a fever, and you know, 10 months later, he finally, finally beat it. Just pretty crazy. He said he 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 can't. You know, he's cautious, cautious, Jesus, cautiously optimistic. I don't know what I'm saying. Cautiously, cautiously optimistic. optimistic. There we go. For
0: you a little alley oop there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that it will be feeling better he's still you know not himself fully but he's very glad to be uh, COVID free and uh, they're doing studies on him and, and a few others that they found like this but his is the longest so good for you Mr. Smith we're, we're happy yeah. to hear that
0: so they don't know much about this long COVID they're following patients that are similar to this guy although maybe not as severe I think you said this was the longest one on record um but you know, it's, there, there's no, like, they don't have any evidence as to like what makes the long COVID long. Like what, why does it stay there? What is it from biologically speaking? What, what is it that they can, that, that they can pin this to that that makes them get this disease for so long. And they are like, really don't know. One thing though, is that they're, they're not infectious. So all these patients that have had COVID for longer than like two to four weeks, um, And this is talking about, so this guy's a a bit of an anomaly because this, what I'm talking and reading from, from the Harvard Gazette is more about long COVID symptoms. This guy just was COVID long COVID COVID. Like he just had COVID forever. Yeah. Um, but talking about the like the people who have the symptoms for as long as this guy did, because they're saying that some cases are are up to six months and some cases are nine to 12 months. So even like a year, um, but they'll have like shortness of breath. They'll have coughing. Um, they'll have um, like fogginess in their brain. That's like the most common one. They're just like super foggy and they're just like kind of, I feel like like they're out of it, exhausted all the time, memory issues.
1: Can you imagine not being able to taste food or smell for months, a year? Yeah, I pull the plug. Oh my God, man.
0: It's a life not worth living, sir. If I ever not able to smell or taste, I'm fucking...
1: What's the point of being here? Literally, what's the point of being here? If you had to pick one to not have anymore, what would it be? Would you give up smell or taste?
0: Well, taste is like a a large chunk of taste is smell. Yeah. So if you cut off the nose, you basically cut off the taste buds more or less. Um. Neither, dude. Bullet in the head. If my, those are my only two options, there's no way. I'd rather be blind and deaf,
1: really, than taste not taste or not smell. I'm gonna give up smell because I I think you'd still be able to taste a bit. Like I know I know the nose contributes to it a lot, but yeah, I think you'd still be able to taste something. And then I don't have to like smell how bad I smell all the time. Ripping farts don't have to smell those anymore. Yeah, but that's only a solution for you. <laughs> Everybody that you know and love will have to live with those consequences. Yeah. I wonder if it's like your, how your, your your senses get heightened when that shit happens. Like if I lose my oh, sense yeah. of smell, my farts just get way worse smelling. Yeah. Or you just develop like supervision and you can see farts. <laughs> can see. Dude, have you ever seen like people that take thermal cameras to like airports oh, and shit, dude. bro? And you can just see shit, the dude. fart clouds. Dude, pop so out. gross. Oh, that'd be so fun to do though, man just a big fluff (laughs) just eating beef stew all through airport oh Oh, god (laughs) (laughs) oh
0: man um interesting well this this uh article here from the harvard gazette is saying that they, they suspect to see these symptoms continue um for several years after you know we're quote unquote done with covid um but Oh, speaking of COVID, I don't know how much time do you have left?
1: Like 10 minutes.
0: Were you able to hear, I think I heard this, yeah, this was a Joe Rogan podcast when they had one of the Weinstein brothers and uh, a doctor um, that they brought with them talking about the drug that s- uh, supposedly is very effective in treating COVID symptoms and can like basically eradicate the disease altogether, but we're not using it because it's more or less unprofitable.
1: I haven't heard about that, but that doesn't surprise me at all. Same reason that if we right? had a cure for cancer, we want to release that to the population that make too much damn money off of it.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. So the reason that it got brought up, actually, it's funny because we we wrote or we read the, um, that essay, uh, We the Screamers, a couple of weeks ago, and I heard about that from brett weinstein or eric one of them tweeted it about their brother i forget which one is in the situation but he he tweeted it because about about his brother being um um man i'm sorry you're you're infecting me with with this with this disease here uh (laughs) al um what's the word i'm thinking of uh he, he was being like uh silenced on youtube basically oh okay um censored God, why can't I think? He was being censored on YouTube. So him and this doctor were talking about ivermectin, right? They were talking about this drug. And they got like two strikes from YouTube hmm. for talking about it. Damn. Like their strike you're off like you're banned. Mm-hmm. And um Yeah. And so, like, he got on the Joe Rogan podcast. He's like, listen, I'm not like, I'm not spreading misinformation here. Like, I'm real careful with what I'm saying. And so, as this doctor, we have a bunch of studies. We're not like, we're not like saying anything in situ. We're just saying, hey, look at what we have. We have something here. Um, There was a lot of very technical terms being thrown around on that show. But basically, the story is that there's like not a large double blind study of this drug because it's already approved by the FDA, Mm. right? It's already in circulation. It's an antifungal medication. Um, But it was being used to, to like tested to see if there was any effects, any positive effects when treating COVID. And there was, and they have all this data and all this, this information and because there wasn't that double-blind study done like specifically for COVID or whatever, then they nobody approved of it, hmm. and they were saying that there was definitely like some financial incentive um, to not approve of it. And they even went so far as to say it wasn't anybody's one decision; like it wasn't like a community decision to not use this because they could more easily profit off of like say a vaccine. It was more or less the system is set up so that if something like this happens like COVID the incentive is to create something novel to, to treat something novel instead of something that exists to treat something novel um, and I guess they did a bunch of tests down in Mexico they, they started handing it out in Mexico in low doses and according to this this guy's data it like all but eradicated COVID down there like they don't wow. it, it, it worked wonders I guess they're doing it in India right now their message is that we could get rid of COVID by using this drug. The drug's called ivermectin. We could get um, we could get cured of this entire disease with this one drug, but we're probably not going to, and we should, and we should have a bunch of people yelling at the rooftops because it's it's here right in front of us, and we could make this happen. And it's obviously not happening with the vaccine because definitely not enough people have taken the vaccine, which is their choice. But you're, what you're seeing is in all these places that the vaccine levels, the vaccine rates are low. COVID cases are super high.
1: That's weird. I don't know. How? How, how would that be? I, yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's getting crazy, though, man. My, uh, so my sister's about to go away to college and to live on campus. They are requiring students to have a vaccine. And if you want to attend class in person, you're required to have a vaccine. Uh, and people I know... Uh, who are, remain nameless for anonymity's sake uh, are being forced to do it by their employer as well someone I know. Which yeah is I've heard I've heard, I've heard
0: different employers kind of <laughs> say more or less Not, I mean like you can get clever with that right like you can say I don't know that even legally you can say you can't work here if you don't have this vaccine but maybe like you can't do this which is integral to your job unless you have the vaccine
1: well yeah and, and he's for they're phrasing it like well if you get sick like who's going to do your job it's like what if i get sick with the normal flu or any fucking yeah, right, thing else exactly. like like what happens then? Like
0: any low level viral infection, what are you going to do? Fire me? Right. Like what the fuck? <laughs> and it's like,
1: I, I think people personally should get vaccinated, but if you don't want to, like you shouldn't be forced to by an employer or a school. Like that's, that's your choice Like at the end yeah, of the day. A hundred
0: percent. And you know, I, I've had my opinions about this in the past and, and I still do. If you're exercising your choice to not get the vaccine, then fine. Like, you know, more power to you, honestly, truly believe that. Um, but, you can't not also look at the data that says all these places around the world um, that are, are are poorly vaccinated or unvaccinated totally, they're not doing well with COVID. COVID is hitting them very, very hard. And um, so, I mean, you, I mean, I don't think that there's more than one way to take that. So Yeah. But do you, right? Like, if you do want to fuck it, yeah. we're sitting here telling you about long COVID and all the symptoms and whatever. If you want to chance it, I mean, shit. Who am I to say
1: just seems like when you look at like getting sued from that perspective, like it's, it's ballsy for employers and schools to like draw a hard line in the sand. Like you have to do this or, you know, you're fired or get out of here.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, 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 it's not out of the realm of possibility at all that somebody decides to push litigation against an employer for doing something like that. And we don't know if they don't have a really freaking good case because this is all new so yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you very ballsy indeed and um, I don't know I think it would be cool if we looked at this drug a little bit just to see Yeah, I, I mean look it, into w- it. W- w- what other choice are you gonna have you can't people just aren't getting that va- if, you, if you don't have the vaccine now you're probably never going to get it right I would imagine you're not Yeah. and we're trying everything we can to get people to do it lotteries everywhere and incentive this and my company paid me $100 when I got it
1: that's what, yeah. That's what my sister's college is doing. They're knocking hundred bucks off tuition if you if you can prove it. Oh, it's like oh, hundred dollars, hey now.
0: <laughs> Hold the presses. Yeah, Shit. <laughs> Oh, Christ. So yeah, I mean, like you got to look at alternative solutions because you just didn't you didn't roll it out well enough. Yeah. I mean, plenty of people in America got it, but I don't think nearly as much as they would they were hoping or, or or at least not as much enough to, to eradicate this thing altogether. So it's either you look at things that people would be willing to take, and I think people would be way more willing to take a medication that one works and two has been around for a long time. So we know what the the longstanding complications, if any, are of, of taking this drug. So yeah. Um, that would also necessitate uh, the people at the highest level of our medical community to get off their asses and actually do something about it. So I'm not holding my breath <laughs> anyway. Um, I think that's it for today. I don't know if we have any time for these other stories. So, um, we will shelf this Hong Kong story. Um, but I'll tease it a little bit. There's three, major companies you might have heard of them Facebook Twitter and Google Um, they've threatened to pull out of Hong Kong over these proposed data laws Mm. and these data laws would make it easier um, for it would basically put the risk of doxing and any legal complications that come from doxing it would put it on these social media companies. And it seems like as I'm scrolling through the story that, um, it's more or less, these companies are taking the side of the Chinese communist party over the democratic supporting Hong Kong, um, Hmm. governmental officials. Did
1: you say doxing or docking? Doxing. Mm, Okay. Very different. Doxing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, next time on the Friendship News Hour. Aha. That's a tease. <laughs> we call that in the industry. Yeah, a tease. Before that, though, if you want to find us, say hi to us, see our faces in the meantime, you can find all of our awesome content on Instagram, Friendship News Hour. You can also now find us on TikTok, Friendship News Hour. You can find us on Twitter, where we post links to a lot of places where we pull a lot of information and just other cool things that we see on Twitter at FriendshipNH. And you can also always write us an email with any thoughts, opinions you have. If you want to come on and talk to us, we'd love to sit with you. We can set that up at bummerdude.media at gmail.com. That's bummerdude.media at gmail.com. Make sure you go check out our sponsors over at Gun Barrel Coffee. And we will see you later in the week. God bless America.